This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, you know it's Taz and Moose. You know it's Taz and Moose. Hey. All right, Taz and the Moose with you here on this Tuesday morning, CBS Sports Radio. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studio. Millions of Americans finance the home. Of their dreams with their helps, they can help you to Rocket Mortgage. Push button, uh, get mortgage. It is Taz the Moose with you here on this Tuesday morning, hour number three, 855 212 cbs 855-212-4227. Attention hotline fans. Toll-free line brought to you by Geico. Great news, quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com and in 15 minutes you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Here we go. Let's get to it. The three. It is now time for the three. We get you caught up on the three biggest headlines of the day with Taz and the Moose. Number one. Browns defeat the Jets on Monday Night Football. Yeah, 23-3, your final. Beckham over 160 yards receiving and a touchdown from 89 yards out. Uh, A much uh, better effort uh, from the Cleveland Browns. Now an injury-ravaged New York Jet team. We know uh, their starting quarterback, Sam Darnold, out from Mono. Trevor Simeon, the backup, hurt his ankle in the game on a late hit uh, by the Cleveland Browns. He leaves the game walking boot afterward. MRI today to be reevaluated. Luke Falk, the uh, former star at Washington State, steps in. Played well in his stead. Uh, but still, the offensive line struggled. Miles Garrett had a night, aside from the late hit on Trevor Simeon Taz. Um, sloppy play from the Browns, but a win nonetheless in a game that they had to get. The Browns did 23-3. Yeah, 23-3. And you would think that uh, looking at the star power on each roster or lack thereof for the Jets, that it would be 43-3. But that's not what happened. Saying earlier, I, mean, I felt like Baker Mayfield was a little bit off his mark. I mean, he wasn't. I, I got to tell you, for me to look at this guy as he's like, a megastar quarterback uh, as a second-year NFL player. I, I, he's not there yet for me. He was 19-35, 325 yards, one pick, one TD. But, you know, I just wasn't over-the-top impressed. I mean, there was some throws that were legit, like that early in the game with the one-handed catch by Beckham. That was a great throw and an absolutely amazing catch by Beckham. Um, but otherwise, man, I, I wasn't over-the-top impressed uh, with, with him, uh, to be honest. Um, Nick Chubb, I thought, played great. Uh, the starting running back for the Browns. He had about 62, 60, yeah, 62 yards. Looking at right now, 18 carries with a TD. He played great. You know what? And the defense, like you said, man, a little sloppy as far as being undisciplined. And I think that's something they got to work on. Yeah, here is uh, Kitchens talking about Beckham and Baker. Uh, I'm sure it'll be better next week than it is this week. But, you know, both of them work extremely hard uh, on their each of their crafts. And uh, they'll continue to do that. And, uh you know, they'll get better uh, with knowing each other a little bit more as we go along. Yeah, how about Baker Mayfield uh, Talk about this team while well, they have to continue to get better? Take a listen. We absolutely need to play better. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing is not losing sight of that a win is a win, uh, especially on the road, um, and we needed this one. But, um, you know, field goals early on will take points, but at the same time we need to be able to finish those drives. And so, yeah, we need to play better. 
Yeah, and we know before this game, it says that uh, Greg Williams, the defensive coordinator of the Jets, former Browns, D.C., and head coach, um, had a little fun at Beckham. Uh, you know, asked about Beckham when he met with the media last week and said, Odell, you, who then questioned just how dynamic of a receiver he is. Uh, here's Mayfield answering questions about that Williams OBJ back and forth. Take a listen. This week, uh, New York's defensive coordinator suggested that, that Odell is not a dynamic playmaker. Do you feel like he showed otherwise tonight? He said that? Yes. Jesus. That's <laughs> next question. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> I mean, Mayfield knew it. I mean, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah, he did. I uh, mean, he did. Right. But, yes, it was a good response by Mayfield after the game. <laughs> uh, and uh, Williams had to eat a little bit of crow. I don't know how fired up uh, or how excited Gates was about Williams saying that last week, Taz. But from a Jet perspective, now they're ravaged by injury. They're, what, a 21-point, 20-point dog now going up to Foxborough and taking on the Patriots. Uh, with now Luke Falk at quarterback. Um, here is Adam Gaze on what the Jets are going to do at quarterback moving forward. We're going to have to look at these guys, like all our guys, and just see who's doing their job, who's not. Do we have to move pieces around? Do we have to kind of change some things up? I thought Luke did a really good job tonight. You know, it started off kind of slow. I was just trying to somewhat ease him into the game a little bit. You know, he was on practice squad yesterday. Yeah, what about Le'Veon Bell, uh, who gave – he had 10 receptions, Taz. He had 21 carries for a, a tad under, what, 70 yards in the game. Uh, so he did have a costly fumble. Here's Gaze on his star tailback. He gave us everything he had. I mean, I don't know how much how much more he could have done. I know he wishes he could have held onto that ball. You know, he, he was extremely positive on the sideline, just trying to keep everybody going and – just trying to find a way. He just wanted to get in the end zone for us. Well, yeah. he, he, play, he played hard. He played hard. Left Bell played real hard. And a nice little bounce with Ty Montgomery, too, running the ball. I mean, he didn't run the ball as many times. He only had, like, three carries, four carries. But I thought it was good to give Bell a breather. But Bell stepped up as a leader. He saw – he sees what's going on in that offense, that there's just – they're banged up. There's problems. And and for a guy who's new on a team, he, he you could tell he kind of stepped up, which is pretty cool. And at one point in time, he was the backup quarterback, too. Uh, after the Simeon injury, he was the uh, backup. Should anything have happened to Luke Falk, you would have seen Le'Veon Bell, a quarterback for the Jets. Yeah, I mean, they, think about that. Well, they have, and that, that's funny, I know, and it's true. But they have that depth shot. They have Donald, uh, Trevor, Trevor Simeon, and, and Falk. There's nobody else. So if those other two cats are out, it's just Falk. You're going to have to get a quarterback to back up Falk now. Yeah, no doubt. So, they'll, yeah, they'll bring somebody in. Yeah. I don't know who that guy's going to be, yeah. but somebody will be signed this week and get an opportunity to travel up with the team uh, when they take on uh, the Patriots up there in Foxborough. All right, next. Number two. Minka deal to Steelers. Ramsey wants out of Jacksonville. Yes, there you go. Did he Better even know she's been interrupted? Yeah. Sorry, did Mike? When you told Minka Fitzpatrick, you told, told what's his name. Did he even know? I don't speak to Zach. I just hand him the paper, and less communication is better. Oh, that's a good relationship. <laughs> there you go, buddy. Like he's a robot. Come on, Mike. You got a, you're a, friendly, a charming guy. A friendly. Yeah, maybe next time I'll talk to Zach and I'll interact with him a little bit more. You got to pick and choose your spots. There's go no way, Lucindo. He, he, there's no way he knew who knows who Mika Fitzpatrick. Just Mika. That's all. He, that Mike said Mika. He just went with Mika. No, Zach's a good uh, NFL fan. He's a big Giant fan. That's that's all he knows. Is that he's an expert on the Giants. Nobody else. Khalil Mack. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> Zach's a character. He is a character. There's no Dude, doubt. Thank you. 
so oh, Fitzpatrick gets traded. Uh, maybe the best all-around player left on that Dolphins roster. He gets traded to the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers give up um, their 2020 first-round pick. Um, and it was, uh, you know, it, it was a number of picks that were involved in the deal. The Steelers get uh, are all, the Dolphins are all get, also getting the Steelers' 2020 fifth-round pick and a sixth-rounder in 2021. The Steelers receive Miami's 2020 fourth-round pick and a seventh-round pick in 2021. So it's not just a first-round pick for Minka Fitzpatrick. There were other uh, picks that were involved in the deal as well. The Steelers get a hell of a player. They do, and solidifies a need. And, um, you know, if the Steelers' season goes south, they're trading a lot for Fitzpatrick because that could be a top-10, maybe even a top-five pick. Yeah. That's a lot to give up for Minka Fitzpatrick. And there's a lot. Um, But in regards to what you just said about Minka with the Steelers, it's a big, big plus for their defense. You know, you could see the. I hate to put it on the guy like this, but he could be the next Troy Palomalo there. I mean, you could see that happen. Uh, remember the great safety for the Steelers, Palomalo, and played for USC and then all the success for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know. I think Mika Fitzpatrick has that kind of ability to be to be on that level of a Troy Palomalo in the yeah. Steelers uniform. Yeah, I mean, that is a big-time accolade. Palomalo is going to be a Hall of Famer. Uh, Fitzpatrick certainly got a world of ability. He wanted out, asked out, and the Dolphins get what they were looking for from the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then you get to Jalen Ramsey down with the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they're looking for similar compensation, if not more, for arguably the best cover corner uh, in the National Football League and certainly can talk trash the, as well as he plays. He can run his mouth as well, as we've seen with Jalen Ramsey. Got into a little bit of a verbal scuffle with his head coach, uh, Doug Marone, this past Sunday down in Houston, Jaguars-Texans. Now reports come out last night. Uh, early in the evening before the Monday night game is that uh, Jalen's representative, his agent, has asked the Jaguars for a deal. Uh, the Jaguars have reportedly have had conversations with multiple teams about Jalen Ramsey. Mm. There was a report, remember, last year about them potentially training Jalen Ramsey. Uh, but the initial di- the initial sign or lean coming out of Jacksonville is that they're not trading him at this time. We'll see yeah. if that changes. Yeah, I mean, I got a feeling it might. I mean, but I do, like I said earlier, I do think the Jaguars and, you know, Coach Marone and 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 Coughlin, these guys got to sit down. Ramsey, maybe they're past this point, and try to work this thing out. If there's a way you could keep him on that Jaguar team mm. with that defense, it's, they, they've always been known to have a really powerful defense with with Campbell there and, and, and Miles Jack and stuff like that and AJ Boy. You know, so they they got a lot of good players and Ramsey fits in that thing greatly, as you know. Uh, but I, I got I feel like this thing's past that point. I feel like that. Him, Marone, him, the head coach, are getting into it where it's almost got physical during an NFL game on the sideline. That's that's pretty hefty, man. So yeah, it is. Uh, you know, and um, we don't know exactly uh, what was said. You know, you referenced Marone talking about effort. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't. You know, it, it's hard to dissect it and say if it is it irreparable. Can they come back? Can they see the light of day? I mean, you know, I, I used to see, you know, growing up, Phil Sims and and Bill Parcells get into it in heated exchanges on the sidelines. Yeah, yeah I remember. Uh, that. They were two fiery, feisty guys, and and Phil Sims and Bill Parcells. There wasn't a time where Bill traded Phil Sims off the team. Um, now, obviously, times have changed. Personalities are different. Not every situation is comparable. Uh, if I were Jacksonville, I'll tell you, though, and I'm, I'm not telling you I know all the particulars of the deal. I'm, I'm, I don't really know much other than what's been reported. But uh, if, I were to, if I were to lean one way or the other, I'd rather have Ramsey than Maroon. 
Um, yeah, I'm with you. I'd rather have <laughs> I'm I'd with r- you. I'd rather have Jalen Ramsey on my team yeah. than Doug Marone coaching my team. Players now, play, man. Players play. Well, and talent does win, yeah. and it's hard. Taz, you trade Jalen Ramsey. Good luck finding a guy that's as gifted and talented. I know he's a knucklehead. I know you got to be a headache, and 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 you got to pay him after the season, Taz. But. I'd rather have Jalen Ramsey than Doug Marone. If I was picking out, I'm with you on that. Marone, he was coached up at Syracuse years he ago. Did. What, what year? Do you remember the years? Um, Roughly, that was early 2000s. Uh, was it was it? before they went before he went to Buffalo. Before he went to Buffalo, right? Right. Was, um, what year what was. years was he coaching Buffalo? He was at uh, Q's from 09 to 12. There 09 to 12. Oh, I was way off. Okay, 09 to 12. All right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm with you. I take oh, Ramsey and Hop. No, that's it. I'm done. So- I just no, I'm going nowhere. <laughs> no, nah, I just spitball. <laughs> no, nah, I just I remember him coach at Syracuse. I couldn't remember what year he was gotcha. there. Yeah, oh nine to twelve. So there yeah. you have it. Um, he wasn't really loved up there in Orange Town, I guess, huh? Um, no, no. I thought he was fine. He was fine. I, I, no, yeah. yeah, I interviewed Marone a couple times when he was coaching Syracuse. He's yeah. a good guy. Uh, the funny thing about Doug Marone. Um, did I ever tell you the story about Marone? No, tell me. Marone, uh, a buddy of mine uh, who's now retired. Owned a um, a florist. Uh, he, he was a floral company, not a company, but owned. A, he was a he was a florist. So nice. he had, uh, uh, but he used to have a company. He used to have a, a, a business in the Bronx. Doug Barone used to deliver flowers uh, mm. for this florist when oh, he was kid. younger. Yes. Why do I feel like you have? Said, why do I feel like I knew that? I don't know if I maybe told you that did story, tell me that offline. But I joked around with about it with Marone on the air when I was doing a show at WFAN at the time. And he popped on before Syracuse, I think, was playing the Pinstripe Bowl that year. Um, and he's a good guy. And Doug Marone's a really good guy. And uh, but yes, he used to actually deliver flowers when he was younger. Yeah, I knew he's from. That's guy. crazy. I knew he's like from Biseglia. I was now with Uber Eats. Not done flowers That's yet. That's it. No, but you're a delivery man, yes, just sir. like Doug Marone was. Maybe one day you'll be coaching the Jaguars. And have Jalen Ramsey yell at me. That's it. All right, here we go next. Number three. Big Ben done for 2019. Breeze likely out for six weeks. Yeah, that's right. So Roethlisberger out, uh, Mason Rudolph in. Here is the young quarterback, the former star at Oklahoma State, talking about taking over that Steeler franchise. It's kind of a, you know, a sucky circumstance with... Like I said, our leader and a good friend going down, but you know um, he, he would want me to step up and, and, and try you know lead the best of my ability, and that's that's what I've always believed in. That's what I'm going to do, and, and um, so you know I'm just excited to get, get some more practice reps, right? <laughs> so that'll be fun to kind of like go into a game and feel a little bit you know more rehearsed and prepared, and so um, but uh, it, you know I'm excited, and, and like I said, I'm going to do what I've always done and step up to the plate. Well, there you go. That's what you want to hear if you're a Steeler fan who are 0-2, Taz. It looked like they're staring at the abyss in, in 2019. Yeah. Roethlisberger done elbow surgery up there in age. Who knows? Maybe you never see Ben Roethlisberger suit up and play for the Pittsburgh Steelers again. Uh, I mean, that's that's anything's on the table now. At this age, as he is a, a, a quarterback in his late 30s and undergoing elbow surgery on his throwing arm, that's never a good thing. Um, no, no. And, and now Rudolph gets an opportunity. He, does, he says it stinks, <laughs> it sucks, but you know, opportunities present itself, and he's hoping, as he said, to step up and perform. And uh, there's a lot of Steeler fans that are hoping he does just that. Yeah, this kid can play. I mean, this kid's a player. This kid was a hell of a quarterback at Oklahoma State. Um, you know, I, I was mentioning earlier, he was seventh in the Heisman Trophy voting in 2017. And, in, and he also, in 2017, won the Johnny United's Golden Arm Award, so which is given to the country's most outstanding senior college quarterback. 
So those are, those are pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive right there for, for this kid, Rudolph, 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 who played for uh, uh, OK State. So, um, so yeah, I'm interested to see how, how he gets after it, and I think he's going to be pretty good. I mean, uh, so uh, we'll see. But definitely tough with Ben Roethlisberger, Big Ben. No one ever wants their career, their, their career to be in danger at his age. It is in danger, let's be honest, with that kind of injury. And let's see how he recovers from it over time. But hopefully the best comes out of it for Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers with Mason Rudolph. Yeah, and he'll undergo surgery this week. And then you go to New Orleans, Taz, as Drew Brees reportedly is in Texas, I believe Houston today, seeing a second-hand specialist. His initial diagnosis with the LA, L.A. doctor was that he needed surgery, torn ligaments in his thumb on his throwing hand. Uh, we know he got hurt in the Ram game, did not return. Follow through uh, right into the uh, hand of um, of Aaron Donald. So um, for Breeze here, he's out potentially, if he has surgery this week, the next six to seven weeks without Drew Breeze for the New Orleans Saints. So it's Teddy Bridgewater this week as they head up to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. Yeah, which is a tough place to play, Moose. You know that. Going up there to Seattle, play the Hawks there. 12th man Jones, the whole nine yards. You know, you got Bridgewater there. You know, yep. knows what he's doing. Uh, I think it's a good it's, – it's, hopefully he gets a good week in with the first team, with the ones this week for Bridgewater to get uh, to get rolling with them a little bit. It's good he got thrown into the fire, into the game a little bit last week, and he was a little bit like a deer in the headlights. Then he started waking up as the game evolved more. You, know, you got a guy in Taysom Hill who's, who's on the depth chart behind Bridgewater, but also a utility guy who can be utilized on offense well. And like you mentioned earlier, Moose, they got excellent weapons on the Saints. Michael Thomas, arguably one of the better wide receivers in the game. And obviously, uh, Kamara, who's just a, a great running back and great out of the backfield, you know, in the flat, catching balls, yep. or catching balls, catching screen passes and whatnot. So, along with, dude, a really good defense on that Saints defense, right? Yeah. So. You know, maybe it's not that bad. If Bridgewater can get going a little bit, you know, and they utilize – look, Taysom Hill, they could use in that offense, too, at times. At times. And, and gadget I'm spots. I'm concerned wa- if you use them a lot. But no, yeah, I know, but times. like Wildcat yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? For yeah, sure. You could use them, you know. I mean, we went through it, Taz, earlier in the show. We went through the next six games, potentially, before their bye week, week nine, and then week ten, maybe having Bruce back in the fold, Breeze back in the fold. Uh, it, can Teddy Bridgewater go three and three? You and I both think yeah. we can go three and three. Yeah, yeah, so if he can go three and three, that means they're four and four, right? Um, at that stage, after what eight weeks of the NFL regular season, by week week nine, they come back week ten. Then really, the world's their oyster. If they can go on a run with Breeze, they can get to where they want to go. If they yeah. go then over the course of you know their next eight games. If they go six and two, seven and one, they're going to be right in the postseason. Yeah, and that's what they have to think about. Right. They got to think about getting themselves and making sure, Taz, that they don't go over their next six, two, and four, or one and five, right. to where then the they can't dig themselves out of that kind of hole. They've got to keep their head above water, and they've got three with Bridgewater quarterback winnable games that are left on that schedule. Yeah, they do. Of the I next mean, six, they could do it. They could do it. I mean, we'll see. I mean, so if you're a Saints fan, be optimistic. Yes. That's it. If you're a Steeler fan, eh? Eh, we'll see what happens. Well, maybe. Here, roll the <laughs> dice. Roll the dice. We'll come back. That was the three. Not there the you four. Go. Not no, the four. no. Just the three. Just the three, yes. Uh, Why, are we adjusting? No, we're good. Or do I miss a meeting? Oh, we go oh. to a four? No, we're good. we're good. I was just watching Jalen Ramsey snap. Yes. And I, I didn't see that initially. He took a little swipe at the arm of yes, Marone. for sure. And Marone 
homie from the Bronx wasn't taking it. No, he was not. <laughs> Big man wasn't taking it. No, he was not. <laughs> Connor Hughes is going to join us. We're going to talk a little jet football with him. Reaction to what transpired last night and this jet team looking at the abyss right now. We'll do that next. It's Taz and Moose on a Monday morning. On a Tuesday morning. I keep on saying Monday. Why do I think it's Monday? On a Tuesday like morning. CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Good song. 855-212-4227. Your number to call Taz Moose here on this Tuesday morning. Uh, We'll talk a little Jets. Connor Hughes will join us. Covers Gang Green. Bogus is in the house. Third and final time. What's up, Andrew? Oh, wow. Hi, Mark. Hello. Taz, how are you? I'm good. I'm good, champ. I'm good. All right, take it. Good to see you guys. I like when you call Moose Mark. It's great. Luke Falk was... With head coach Adam Gase in Miami last season. Then on the Jets practice squad with him until this weekend, Falk promoted to backup Trevor Simeon last night, then thrown on the field when Simeon hurt his left ankle in the second quarter. Some real building blocks in the sense that we made some some real positive plays, had a few explosives, but uh, ultimately you just got to finish at the end. Yeah, they scored only three points. Falk's first NFL action, 20-25, 198 yards, only that field goal in the very first series he was on the field for, the one that Simeon got hurt on. The Jets losing to the Browns in Jersey last night, 23-3. They are 0-2 with both those losses at home. Simeon scheduled for an MRI today. His left ankle caught underneath him when Miles Garrett brought him down after a second-quarter throw. Browns QB Baker Mayfield threw for 325, including an 89-yard touchdown to Odell Beckham Jr. Running back Nick Chubb added 98 scrimmage yards and a rushing touchdown. The Pittsburgh Steelers had some kind of Monday. Ben Roethlisberger ruled out for the season. He needs right elbow surgery after getting hurt on Sunday. But running back James Conner is confident he'll play this weekend despite hurting his knee against the Seahawks. And then the team reportedly traded for unhappy Dolphins defensive back Minka Fitzpatrick last night. Miami takes back a first-round pick, giving them five over the next two drafts. The Jaguars reportedly asking for a first-rounder and more for their disgruntled corner Jalen Ramsey. He has asked for a trade. Ramsey has been unhappy with his role, had a shouting match with head coach Doug Marone on the sidelines on Sunday. To baseball, and the Brewers still red hot. And the pitch. Orlando sends it to left center indeed. Off the running back. It's going to bounce off the wall now, and Arcee is going to wind up with a run-scoring double. That's Bob Uecker on Brewers Radio. Milwaukee beat San Diego last night 5-1. Ten wins in 11 outings to stay a game behind the Cubs for the second NL wildcard. Chicago down Cincinnati 8-2. The A's gave up two in the ninth to lose at home to the Royals 6-5. Their lead on the Rays atop the AL wildcard chase is down to a game. The Twins beat the White Sox 5-3 for a five-game lead on Cleveland atop the Central. And guys, this might be a little bit awkward. Reggie Bush returns to the L.A. Coliseum for the first time in nine years Friday night. He'll be part of Fox's on-site pregame coverage of USC and Utah. Now, the school says it actually asked the NCAA if this was okay since it's had to disassociate itself from Bush or whatever his family did or didn't do when he was playing for the Trojans. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> Is it okay if he comes he, to the to the, to the It's stadium? fair, knowing the NCAA, it's a fair question well, to ask about USC. Oh and the, the way they described it, it was almost as if he couldn't come to the game for fun, but since someone's paying him to do work at the game, it's okay. Unbelievable. Yeah. 
Unbelievable. Good times. <laughs> the world we live in. Mm-mm-mm. The sport world we live in. Uh, it's crazy. Love you guys so much. See you tomorrow. Hey, Good listen, job, it's well great done. seeing you, pal. I agree. Uh, Good morning, uh, one more time. All right. Good morning, buddy. <laughs> See you later. Good morning, John. Right. Uh, let's talk a little Jets as uh, Connor Hughes joins us now. Hey, Connor, Taz and the Moose with you. Thanks for a couple minutes this morning. What's up, Connor? Yeah, no problem, guys. I'm doing well. How are we doing? Uh, hanging in there, Connor. And, uh, I mean, the season goes from bad for worse. I mean, just kind of uh, just a general, as Taz and I talked about all more long, just really a disastrous Monday night performance by the Jets. Yeah, it, it was just – it was bad all around, man. I think the only thing you can kind of hang your hat on is, is the way that defense played. You know, they, they brought it. I know they gave up the 89-yard touchdown to Odell, but you removed that and they made Baker Mayfield look pedestrian. They really held Odell in check for, for most of that game outside of that catch. Jarvis Landry did not beat the Jets, and obviously David Njoku left early with an injury. And even Chubb, and aside from that 19-yard touchdown run, he was again kind of a non-factor. And you got to give Greg Williams a lot of credit for that. I mean, clearly he used his knowledge of Baker Mayfield to his advantage and was able to piece together a game plan that that made the quarterback uh, someone who many believe was on the fast track to, to superstardom look pretty pedestrian. But that Jets offense was was utterly dreadful. I mean, it was it was really just a pathetic effort from that group outside of Le'Veon Bell. I mean, pretty much all of these all of these observations just, just removed Bell from because that guy was a star. I mean, you, you can't really criticize anything that he did uh, Monday night. But look, guys, this this was a you know, when when the Jets hired Adam Gates, this was a guy who was supposed to be an offensive guru, you know, offensive mastermind, uh, you know, really an innovative offensive mind. And, and I know the Jets were without Sam Darnold. I know the Jets were then without. Um, uh, Trevor Simeon for a good portion of that game when he injured his ankle, but you gotta hope that that your that your your brilliant offensive genius of a coach can can piece together and put together a game plan uh, that at least can scheme you to some form of success. Obviously, Simeon and then Falk are not going to be Sam Darnold. The offense isn't going to look the same without Darnold out there. But I mean, it was just brutal. I mean, you saw Gay sitting there on the sideline. The ESPN broadcast showed him a handful of times, and he just looked downright depressed and. And that's bad. I mean, it was just, it was just bad all around from the Jets, and, and they got to be better than that. Even it, no one expected them to win that game, but they have to be better than what they showed. Yeah, it's, they're in a tough spot uh, for sure, Connor. There's no doubt about it. And you know, on that quarterback situation, I mean, so uh, look, Luke Falk, he looked okay. I mean, you know, so what do you do now? I mean, what, what do you think they're going to do with this? You know, they, who are they going to bring in as a backup? They got to bring a couple. They have nobody on the depth shot. You know, they had they have, yeah. they have Trevor, they had Sam, and 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 those guys are out. Uh, <laughs> left Bell. Moose pointed out earlier. Right, he's he's the next guy on the, on the, uh, the depth chart for quarterback. Like, well, that was know. last night. Yeah. Hopefully, that's not <laughs> that's on Sunday. I know. I know. Oh, that's crazy. a problem. So, what do you think they do here? I mean, like, uh, what, you know, uh, as far as the QB situation. Uh, well, they're going to have to add a body. I mean, that's that's confirmed. Right. They're going to get an MRI on uh, Trevor Simeon's injured ankle uh, at some point here today. I think it's probably going to be pretty early this morning. They'll have an MRI on that, which will confirm. Uh, just how bad it is. It doesn't look like it's fractured. Uh, the Jets would have been able to tell that right away because they have an x-ray machine in the stadium, and they probably would have let everyone know. But uh, it doesn't look like the ankle is broken. It's just a matter now, is there ligament damage? If there's not ligament damage, is it a sprain? If it's a sprain, how bad is the sprain? Uh, he did leave the locker room yesterday, both in a walking boot and on crutches. Uh, and it was a, a pretty tall walking boot. It wasn't just something that was down there on the ankle. I mean, the thing went pretty much up to his knee. So, uh, I don't think the Jets will be seeing Simeon anytime soon. Uh, that that would be my assumption. And if that's the case, yeah, I mean, Adam Gase said this Monday night that they have to add a body because now their only able-bodied guy is Luke Falk. And, and it's going to be uh, interesting because 
A, there obviously aren't that many proven veterans out there that you believe can step in and, and give you anything. But also now you're, you're going to add a quarterback that doesn't theoretically or, or conceivably have any experience in out of his offense. You're going to have a backup quarterback that now is learning the offense on the fly and trying to figure this thing out. I mean, it, it's bad. The one name I'd potentially watch maybe is Davis Webb. Uh, he's a guy that's on the Bills practice squad, and because he's on the practice squad, the Jets have the ability to just sign him off of it. Uh, he spent, obviously, OTAs, minicamp, training camp, and all last year with the Jets. So uh, he knows this building. He knows some of the players on this team. Well, he doesn't know Gase's offense from last year because Gase is in Miami. He does know it's an offensive season. So he could, he could potentially be a patchwork fix there uh, to play backup quarterback, at least until either they can get a veteran ready and a veteran up to speed or Sam Darnold returns here in, in about a month. Yeah, is that what we're looking at here with Darnold, uh, Connor, four weeks? Yeah, that's the minimum. The, the, everything I've talked to, talking to doctors and, and people that, that deal with mono and know more about mono than I do, is that it's a minimum of a month. And the reason for that uh, is because of the enlarged spleen. You know, the, Obviously, you're going to deal with a lot of different symptoms with mono. You're going to be lethargic. Uh, you're going to be beat up and, and tired and draggy, and that, that all hurts your playing. But the main reason why you cannot get on the field until that four-week minimum window is met is because of the enlarged spleen. Because you know, when that happens, once your spleen... Uh, swells, it's in. It's more likely to then rupture. And if your spleen ruptures with contact, which is which is what football is a contact sport, uh, you could quite literally die. I mean, that's that's the problem here. Is that Sam Darnold, he, if he were to play too early while his spleen's still enlarged, he could die. So so it's going to take at least four weeks uh, for those symptoms to subside and then come down. And then where this thing gets finicky, where you're talking about it could be Bless four to six, four to seven, four to eight is because you don't necessarily know how long it's going to take for that spleen to then de- uh, uh, have the swelling in the spleen go down. Right. So And the other deal with that mono, with that mono too, you know, kind of like, so, you know, it could be four weeks at minimum, like you said, but, you know, you, you're going to lose weight. You can't train. You are tired. Yeah. And my son had it when he, when he was in high school playing, playing lacrosse, and it, it will knock you out. And you gotta, you're on antibiotics for a while, and you, you're going to lose some weight and some strength, so... Who knows how quick he can come back, even even once he's cleared and his and and his internal organs will be fine. You know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look, this is a it's a it's basically a minimum of a four week injury. That that's the thing. He's not coming back before that four week window, and then it's just a matter of where is Sam Darnold at, both physically uh, and also health wise, in terms of you know, if it, like kind of what you guys are saying, physical wise about losing weight. Is he still up to speed? Does he still have his energy? Is he still up in, in shape? But then you also have to obviously consider is about has this, have the symptoms subsided. If the symptoms haven't subsided, well, then it's going to be another week, and then a week on top of that, and that's where this thing can really add up. Uh, it won't be more than eight weeks. He will be back before the eight weeks, but it could be anywhere from four to eight, right in that window. Uh, Connor, are the Jets, uh, for all intents and purposes, do you think they're done playing relevant football this season? Uh, we'll see, Moose. I mean, they, they've got – I mean, I think that it's pretty obvious they're probably going to start the season 0-6, right? I mean, that, that's going to get hand them losses, two to the Patriots, uh, both this coming week and then in a couple, and sandwiched in there are going to be games against the Cowboys and Eagles. I think it's pretty clear that they're not going to beat those teams with Luke Falk under center, and that's looking like what it's going to be like. Uh, then it's just a matter of how bad is this thing going to escalate. You know, Sam Darnold might come back after, after that six-week period there. Uh, technically seven, I believe, because the Jets have the bye week in there as well, but yeah. they'll have played six games. Uh, maybe Darnold comes back there and Connor, if they're all win six, they're I mean they're not playing relevant football. 
Yeah, mean, exactly. I mean, yeah, that's that's I've kind of put lipstick on a pig there. It's kind of <laughs> like, well, maybe they can get going here. So uh, no, if they're zero and six, they're done. It's well, just a matter of are they going to be competent or something like that, beating up on teams like the Redskins and the Giants and then the uh, the Jaguars as well in there. And listen, the final one, Connor, and is this is you look at Adam Gaze, who his former team is is basically crashing and burning, and they're and they're celebrating the management down there in Miami. But what about Gaze as a head coach here? Uh, how much can you learn about him? and what he gained from his experience in Miami and what he is indeed going to ultimately be as Jet Head Coach? It's a good question, man, because everything we've seen so far from Gase is, is he's kind of just doing a lot of the same stuff that he did in Miami. And I know, again, that the the quarterback situation is bad. The, the quarterback situation is not good. The Jets aren't just down Darnold, who they thought was going to be their franchise guy this year, but now they're down his backup, and they're starting Luke Falk, who threw his first regular season pass of his career last night against the Browns. And I know that's bad, but again, and I kind of said this in the in the beginning of this hit, is that if Gates is the offensive guru and the mastermind and the quarterback whisperer that the Jets believed when they hired him, he should be able to scheme them up some success. Now, look, look at the flip side of this, seriously. When With uh, Greg Williams last night against the Browns, he's without C.J. Mosley. He's without really starting caliber NFL corners. He's without Quinton Williams. He's without a pass rusher. But he schemed a, a, a put, he schemed and put together a defensive game plan that was able to make uh, Baker Mayfield look pedestrian and keep the Jets in the game. That's what you want to see from a guy you believe is a mastermind in Adam Gase. You want to see him. Well, it's not going to be an offense that puts together 40 points and, and has the quarterback going for 400 yards and five touchdowns. You want to see him scheme and put together a game plan with creativity. But I also, I also think you got to give some credit to Jamal Adams. That guy plays inspired. He was motivated to whoop somebody's ass, and I don't care who the DC is. He was motivated, and and credit to Williams to your point to 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 empower him, or Jamal Adams, to be freedom and be out there like a ball hawk and have that freedom. Of course, Adams played hard. He just wanted to pop someone and set a tone, and he did that right away early on. You know what I mean with Baker Mayfield to set a tone, even though he got a penalty, he didn't care. Yeah, exactly, but like you kind of said, like yes, but Williams is also the one who's allowing him to play free, and you want to see that kind of game plan, right? That kind of that undermanned defense. You want to see that kind of game plan from the offense. You want to see them scheme up things and develop things and do things that maybe are are unique that the Browns haven't seen before and creative that the Browns haven't seen before, and maybe some form of a trick play to ignite the offense and steal a play and steal some points. And instead, the most crazy thing the Jets did was they ran the Wildcat, which they haven't, that hasn't been successful in the NFL like 2008. So this is like something that, that again, it's like you have to see. I know they're undermanned. I know they're hurt. I know missing the quarterback's bad. But you have to see more from Gates. He has to do something to try to show that he can ignite this offense. And he did not do that Monday night. And if he doesn't show it these next few games here against the Patriots twice, the Eagles, Cowboys, I mean, it's, it's very – you can start to wonder if the Jets made the wrong decision uh, at head coach this offseason. You can very much start to wonder that if things go this far south these first six games. I'm not talking about the Jets winning games out of these next couple ones against, I guess, against the Patriots twice, Cowboys, uh, Eagles. But if they don't show anything or show what they did uh, against the, the Browns, they had negative 13 passing yards at halftime. I mean, come on. That, that, that's a problem. Hey, Connor, we appreciate it, bud. Um, have a good Tuesday, and thanks for the time this morning. All right, bud? Yeah, no problem, guys. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. You got it. Connor Hughes uh, covers the Jets and uh, does a very good job. And uh, being open and honest, I painted a pretty picture down there in Florham Park, New Jersey, of the MRI well, results on Simeon later on this morning. I understand what he's saying about you know about gays, you know, and stuff that he could you know 
as far as the lackluster job, not putting words as about paraphrasing what he said, we didn't have time to get into more. But, you know, we got to go to break here in a second. But I think, you know, Gase is in a tough spot. I mean, he, he can't plan that his starting quarterback's going to get hurt and then his backup quarterback's going to get hurt. Those are tough things to plan for. So I, I can understand what he means about the offense. But, you know, you're working with the third string quarterback here. So, you know, it's like it's a tough, tough thing. True. We can't blame any terrible, though, offensively, too. Right. Well, I think, and, and that, yeah, that, that's the. I, I you think, played against a really good defense week one, though. And that's sure. just because I'm a Bills fan. It's a really good defense. No, it, it is. But you were home. I, I got it you. It is. Yeah. You're home. You're expected to show a little bit more than you, you did, Taz. Um, that would be the. And it's more credit to Greg Williams. Greg Williams is the. You know, is a, is an unbelievable defensive coordinator where he's able to do a lot with a little. I mean, he no, doesn't I have a ton of talent I, I, I on agree. that jet defensive rock. I know. With the injuries that they have, Leonard Williams barely playing, Mosley out. Quinn and Williams, Quinn and Williams hurt. He's, he's hurt still, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, he's hurt. Yeah, how long? Do you know how long he's uh, out? I don't know. He's in a walking boot, remember, leaving the game, yeah, the Bills last, game. The Bills game, yeah. Uh, it was a high ankle sprain or foot sprain. I think it was a foot sprain. Um, so I don't I don't know how long he's out for, but, yeah. you know, that that's, that's a hit. They don't have a natural edge rusher, and – and Williams, who he wears his emotions on his sleeve, you saw that last night. He's a hell of a defensive coordinator. Yes, he, he is. He shouldn't he is. inspire that Beckham, though. Don't say nothing <laughs> about the receivers you play. He poked the bear. Leave the bear along. bought a uh, uh, yeah. bit back. <laughs> You're not kidding. Uh, the undercard. Some stories that we didn't hit upon yet this morning on this Tuesday. It's Tazamus that comes your way next right here, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. On a Tuesday, it is Taz and the Moose with you. Uh, quick show. A lot going on, oh, yeah. especially with the National Football League. Breeze out for at least six to seven weeks. Roethlisberger done. Um, you know, tough Monday night game. Browns bounce back in a big way, but uh, certainly some issues that uh, that crew needs to rectify going into week three, So, uh, which will be here before we know it. Uh, we're just a couple days away from the start of week three with a big Thursday night game. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. The undercard. Taz and the Moose present the undercard. The stories from today's rundown that we haven't talked about on the show. Hi, Michael. Buffalo Bills have two wins this hey, season. Speak up, sir. Yes. The Buffalo Bills nice. have two wins this season at MetLife Stadium. Who will win more games at MetLife, the Bills or Giants? <laughs> That's a, a great, Good question. great question. Well, they got the Bucks. They're not at home. They got the Redskins at home, and then the Vikings moose. So, what do you think? I know they got your Redskins. Uh, yeah, they could. They could be Washington. Oh, so, so they're not going to beat the the Vikings at home. That's week. I would five. not think so. Then we're going to go week seven. The Moose. You got the Cardinals. I don't know. I think Kyle Murray has a big day in New Jersey on that uh, October. It's a 20th. winnable game, though. But I can right. understand you going to Arizona. That's a winnable game. I, I, I. And then they go week nine ski against the Cowboys. Thanks for coming, Giants. No. Right. And then you got to buy week eleven. Then you got oh boy, they got the Packers week thirteen at home. No. <laughs> oh, look at this one. Look at this big one. Week. 15, the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, they yes. could win three games. Wow, look at that. They uh, could win. They could yeah. maybe win three games. Yeah. They could. Not New- saying that they will, but they could. But New York's only team, the Buffalo Bills, they won two games already at MetLife. Uh, they did already New this New York's season. only team. Remember right. I, I understand that. Thank you, West. Mr. Josh Allen. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, nice segue Western for you. New- Western New York. It's still New York. Uh, no, I understand it's New York. Mike, 
Please. Oh, I had a next question. Should I just go to it? Yeah, go, go for ahead. it. Go ahead. Go All ahead. right. Uh, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo claims the Bills, I beat, not Giants or Jets, are the only true New York football team. There you go. Is he right? Right to my point. It was perfect segue. Uh, yeah. He's no. right. It's a fact, Moose. I I, I, I understand it's a fact. I, I fight with people on Twitter every Sunday about this. Well, but there, there's there's not even you go down in this area. There's not it's not even close. The fandom technically he's right. Right, the Jets and Giants are both in Jersey, and they train. Here's my and point. And they train in Jersey. Every, right. Everything. All team operations for the Jets and Giants are in New Jersey. Correct. At that right there, their home their home office their. The, someone sent me a, a screenshot of this, of the New York Giants front office. Their address is in New Jersey. So there's nothing. So somebody said, well, they're in the shadows of New York City. You can see the skyline. Oh, stop it. Well, but skyline I, me, who's the true New York team? Hold on a second. He's, in a, he's, a, he's a state official, sir. This guy is a New York governor, uh, Andrew Cuomo. He's a governor. How are you going to? You're going to buck the governor? Wait, wait, hold on a second. Hold on a minute. Yeah. So, oh, wait, politicians are playing up. Who votes? Uh, are people in? Uh, do you think New York? Uh, do you think Jet or Giant fans care about uh, Governor Cuomo coming out and declaring the Bills the only New York team? Absolutely. No. Nope. No. No. Um, they don't. <laughs> No, they don't. Who I cares? Know they don't. I don't. Who cares? I, I care because Western I'm a Bills fan. Western New Yorkers care. It doesn't match. Bills fans care. Okay, what's He's the state capital? He's reading the tea leaves the and cap? reading the audience. He's playing to the audience. <laughs> don't be a sucker. I'm not being a sucker. You throw marks out no. to everybody out there. Mark, You're being you a mark, mark for Cuomo. No, I mean, my no, God. No, 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 now no, we're no, believing no, politicians? No, 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 no. Well, some of them are truth. Oh, stop. No, listen to me. They all play the voters. It's election season. He's telling them. They're always looking to play the voters. Listen, you make a good point. You make a good point. I mean, come on You make now. a good point. Mark, but listen, let's forget about Cuomo for a second, okay? Let's forget about it. We just went through, and we dotted the I's, and we crossed the T's. We all like cliches on this show, okay? We just covered that. The, everything the Jets and Giants is done I, in East Rutherford, New Jersey. you're right. So I don't understand why is this. Let me just finish this one statement, and I'm done for the rest of the show. Why is there so much pushback? Now, I'm born and raised I in the New York City environment. I'm born and raised in Brooklyn. You're a Bills Brooklyn, fan. I know I'm a Bills fan, but they technically, in state line, I got some schmuck on Twitter saying, well, the Dallas Cowboys don't play in Dallas. They don't. They, they don't play, play in Arlington. They play in the state of Texas. No, but it's what, a, it Dallas is a city. But it's not even close. But here's the deal. That what, guy was an idiot who said that I, to th- me. Th- that's fine, but you're, now I'm going to take a politician. Excuse me? A politician. Who people in Jersey aren't voting for Cuomo? No. Who's voting for Cuomo? People in New York State, Mo- Western New Yorkers. Well, people in New York State, not just Western, Western New Yorkers. Wait a minute, where so the bills are located? The Bronx is not going to no, no, vote where for bills are, where the bills I are located. I know where the bills are located. And here's Buffalo. the other thing. Yeah, I- I'm sorry, Mr. Buffalo Bill. <laughs> Jets and Giants, their fans don't care about this argument. 
They, they do, don't. You, you know why? Because they're they, delusional. They're delusional. No, they don't Because care. they're in denial. It doesn't affect them. Why does denial. it bother Bills Your fans? Redskins play why in Baltimore. It? They play in Maryland. I don't care. You know that? Your it Redskins don't even play in D.C. What are you trying to insult me? No. You can't. Redskins, I, it's impossible. I, I understand. <laughs> what are you trying to You're, you're right. Like they, play in, they play in Maryland. I agree with you. <laughs> no, it's like, all backwards. Dude, I went over this yesterday with you with the Redskins. You can't insult you with the Redskins. It's impossible. I don't disagree with you. you got a wall of armor on that. You've been a lifelong that. Bill fan. <laughs> not lifelong. Why does it bother you? I just want for someone new to the show. I'm not, I'm what not. exactly? Why does it bother you so? Why do the Bills have to be New York's only Because team? that's why I went why there. Why does it bother that's the Bills fans there. so because much? Because it's a sham with the Jets and Giants are doing. They should be doing. What's wrong with New Jersey? Why are they hating on New Jersey? The New York Giants, they play they in Jersey. They are the Jersey. New Jersey Giants, sir. They've been for years. Ah, oh, come on. The it's New like, Jersey Jets. It God, sounds it's great. It's got to be exhausting. No. Every, it's got to be exhausting. I will die on the hill. I'll die on the hill Met, every day. You're a Met and Bill fan. It's got to be draining every day with the Yankees. <laughs> And the Jets, I mean, just it's exhausting. It's it a, you got to be tired. I'm, you're running I'm, a mental marathon I'm, every freaking no, day. It, no, you're right. You're right. It's hot. It's tough. It's it's as it's, it's moves. It's CBS Sports Radio. There's got to be a 10 second runoff here. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.